Hey everyone, I'm Priya Suchdeva and you're listening to Trending Diary, the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today I'm connected with Levis Channing, founder and CEO of Getting to the Damn Point. His TEDx level communication meet the brevity of a newsroom. Levis has told thousands of stories in television news, entertainment news, commercial advertisement and independent film and worked with all types of people ranging from infamous to famous and the most fortunate enough he knows the value of storytelling and the impact it has to create empathy with an audience he can impart the skill through this talk to everyone listening so that they may share the benefits of embracing it today we are going to discuss how to say less and be heard more what it takes to do the effective communication tune in much first of all levis for coming on the show that's real good of you thank you so much for your time i thank you for inviting me it's nice to be invited to something when i looked up and i saw your invitation i'm like hey somebody actually cares maybe about what i'm talking about that's wonderful so thank you so much for the invite indeed and first of all i'm curious to know the thing which attracted me most when you titled it getting to the damn point what does it mean no you will not waste the time just get to the damn point what does this word mean getting to the damn point for a lot of people i think what they think i'm trying to say is be short get it all done really quickly that's not it at all it's not about being fast it's about trimming out the things that don't need to be there in the first place and getting to the damn point it doesn't mean you can't do something that's a little bit longer just keep me engaged in that entire process Don't just phone it in. Don't just presume that I'm going to want to sit through everything you want to talk about. Get to what you need to bring me in there and talk about. A really good example of that is a webinar. I just got so frustrated the other day watching a webinar because this guy says, I have four things I want to tell you. And 17 minutes into this, he hadn't told me anything. I described those as a bag of chips. You know, when you buy a bag of chips, that first half of the bag is nothing but air. Same thing with a webinar. And I wish people in webinars would just learn to get to the damn point. If you're going to tell me four things, it should be a five-minute webinar. Maybe six, two minutes per thing, get in, get out. You know what I mean? There's no reason to have to belabor the issue. And that's what I mean by get to the damn point. And there's a good example for it. Got it. And why do you think why it's really important for young people to learn this? Young people really need to get the grasp on this. And here's why. If you look at research right now, and there's articles out there every single day about it, particularly what we've seen with what's happened in our world right now, a lot of college kids, people who are graduating from high, high school and college and people millennials and below, they're not coming in with skill sets like used to be there. The, the, idea of having to present well and to speak well haven't been really ingrained in them. And the problem is for employers, they're finding a lot of this that they don't have people in their line who can really communicate well like that. It's going to help in their meetings. It's going to help in their upline as far as getting new people in there. It's going to help in sales. It's going to help in a job interview. That's something you've got to be really good at. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just haven't paid attention to it and it needs to be paid attention to because it's where things are trending. They're talking about right now. I've just seen some articles this morning on it. 
talking about how they've got to increase the soft skills for the workforce. So it's very, very important for young people to grasp this and get a hold of it. I know I've got kids who are 21 and 25, and this is how they communicate. They talk with their thumbs. But it's one of those things that when you go to stand in front of a board or you have to go and do fundraising, you have to do whatever it is in your business, you really can't do that. So you've got to have communication skills. Mm -hmm. So, and as you mentioned, it's so right, this part, this word communication, somewhere we underestimate so much, but no matter which profession you are in, whether you're in a school doing some presentation, whether you are fundraising, whether you're into sales, or, you know, even generally communicating, being the part of an organization, the, this term, this, the process of communication is really important. So from your experience, what do you think, what is the one common mistake that people generally do when it comes to communication? That's an easy one. People think they're good at it. Everybody thinks they're good at it. It's just like, and it's one of those things I say, and I hope I don't offend you or your listeners when I say this, but one of the questions I ask, and I've done this before in articles is like, uh, are you good? Are you good at sex? And people go, what? And I'm like, well, are you good at sex? Are you good at driving your car? Are you a really good judge of character? These kinds of things. Do you know art and music really well? Do you have great taste in those things? Everybody's going to answer, yes, I'm good at those things. Same thing happens when you ask, are you a good speaker? Yes, I'm a good speaker. No, maybe you're not, because not everybody can be. Not everybody can be good at all of those things. And a lot of times people think they are, and they'll watch a really bad presentation, a really bad speaker, and then they'll turn right around and give a really bad speech or a really bad presentation because they have this Dunning-Kruger thing. And if you haven't heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect, I encourage everyone to look that up. It's where people who don't have skill sets think they're up here. And those who are up here who do have the skill sets think they're down here. So if you look that up, you'll find I think a lot of people fall into that and they just believe they're better at it than they are. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So what do you think of... We, we talk about the problem that these are things that people are not even aware about that, you know? So when it comes to the awareness that, okay, this is the where I am, you know, stacking at communication because it's really important to get out of that illusion. Firstly, if I'm in the illusion, I'm good at it. Probably I'm not able to work on this. So firstly, it's really important to get out of that illusion. So how one in, in, an individual can work on this particular thing that, to get aware that first he or she needs to work on this particular thing. So how that awareness comes into role play. <laughs> the best way to get awareness on this is to get somebody who's honest with you mm -hmm. because you don't want somebody who's on the fringe, who's going to blow smoke and go, Oh yeah, you did. That was a wonderful job, Bob. I love that. That was, that was great. You did a great job. You need the friend who's going to go dude, that sucked. That really sucked and you need to work on that. Maybe they don't know what it is, but they can tell you there's problems in there. Another key way to do it is record yourself. Watch yourself. Listen to yourself. Really sit down and evaluate yourself truly and honestly. Don't worry about what anybody else is thinking at the time, but sit down and look at yourself and go, okay, I see here where I could have changed this. I could have done this better. Ask for feedback. Too often people don't ask for feedback and honest feedback, put up a box if you want to and say, drop in anonymously what you thought of what I did. That's a really good way to get people to give you the honest feedback when their name's not attached to it because your coworkers, if let's say you're the manager and you wanna ask your workers how your speech was, none of them are going to tell you you did a horrible job. Not one of them. Oh no, boss, you did great. Why? Because you control their paycheck, you control their hours, you control their lives. 
But if you really want the honest feedback, make it anonymous so they can get to you. And when it comes to the communication, uh, to improve it, again, once we are aware, we are aware about the problem, now we are aware that we need to get work on this. Now the solution, what are the three attributes that you think that uh, an individual, you, me, of course not you, sorry, <laughs> me and with the people of my age group should acquire, uh, you know, what are these three attributes look like? It's funny you say that because... <laughs> There have been times, honestly, when I've gotten into a conversation just personally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have people look at me and go, you didn't get to the damn point, guy. You went really long there. So I have my moments like that, too. So it does happen. I'm absolutely in that group sometimes, too. And it's certainly not a slide on anybody on age because there's people of my age who still can't do it either. I watch them and I listen to them. Mm -hmm. The first thing you need to do is learn to be succinct. And what I mean by that first is actually just do? trimming down anything you're going to say. I need to be succinct. Be short on it. Okay. Be very, make sure that what you're trying to say is all you want to say. Choose your words carefully. Choose your images for what you're going to do on your, your presentation more carefully. Don't phone it in and don't just think, hey, I can walk in there unrehearsed and do this. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you start just dragging things out. So the first thing is to be aware of that. And part of that is also to realize how much time you're wasting with things like, uh, um, yeah, well, but so those fill words that I call killer words because they kill your time. And I'm going to give you this hint for all your folks out there listening. Here's how you get rid of those things. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. Stop, drop, and pause. You know that fill word is coming. You're going to say that, um, well, um, just stop, hush. Then pause. Because you're going to drop that word. You're going to stop going to drop that word then you're just going to pause see what happened there i got silent nobody died <laughs> people think they have to fill that silence that's number one number two storytelling stories are the fabric of mankind that's how humans connect yeah you'll remember a story far more than you'll remember anything else and if you don't believe me you and i were just talking before we got started here about a movie Yes. Without stories, you don't have movies, you don't have songs, you don't have books, you don't have TV shows, you don't have poetry, you don't have the things that engage us the most. Storytelling is absolutely crucial, and it's a matter of choosing which stories go to which particular audience so that you're making sure you're tied to your theme, but stories are going to draw people in more. And when you start talking about your story, it becomes our story. If you talk about something that's a commonality of people, in other words, if I start talking about my mother's death and what I experienced watching her die of cancer, there's a real high probability I'm going to connect with other people in my audience who've experienced something similar. And now it's a common shared thing. And the third thing is selectiveness. When it comes to being succinct, when it comes to being a storyteller, choose wisely what you're doing. Choose your words. Choose your stories, choose your slides, choose the information you're choosing to give. Make sure what you're doing is only what's necessary for them. It's like making a cake. You don't throw a bunch of stuff in there that doesn't need to be. You only put in the ingredients that make that particular cake. It's kind of the same thing. Storytelling and being in sync, having that pose, got it. Okay. And being selective, exactly. I love that. And, and you said it so right that, you know, stories literally connect us. 
and that's where uh, because it's somewhere related to my purpose when I, when i started tra training diary that okay what can i do and the one thing that i have one thing that clicked my mind was okay stories and stories and people because stories can be abstract but when it comes to the real life experience these are the best thing i can learn from people i can be the medium for my audience to learn you know it's not just about the technical issues but the soft skills but the real life values the characters and other things and you mentioned it so beautifully so thank you for putting light on that thank you so once now we are aware about the problem we are aware that we need to learn this we are also aware about the solution but now when it comes to how we can learn it you know uh, how we can learn from the daily activities because the probability is someone indulged in the corporate someone indulged in any other area of life didn't get too much time and even have the time these things come don't can't be learned so easily and so often until unless it is adaptable to the real life like if i'm not able to speak english or i'm not able to practice any language daily it won't come to me it will not become the part of my subconscious as you mentioned that you have to remove the filler words you have to work on storytelling so how we can learn it through our daily activities how that come into this is really simple mm -hmm. and I, i've said this and people looked at me like you're kidding right i'm like no this is how you do it and i'm not sure how you would have done it in practicing your english skills but if i'm close you tell me if i'm right or wrong Here's the way I tell people to practice speaking. Do it when you're by yourself. Do it when you're driving your car. Do it when you're standing at home. Do it when you're cooking. Just start making stuff up. For a good example, if you're driving down the highway and you see a sign advertising food, like for instance, you know, we're having a sale on hamburgers this week. Just start off and just let this stuff start coming out of you about that hamburger. You know, the reason we're having a hamburger sale this week is, believe it or not, we have found out that we are overstocked right now on Angus beef. And Angus beef, let me tell you, that is the best beef you can get. That comes from Texas. And just, I mean, make this whole thing up as you're going. You're going to sit here and be talking to yourself like an idiot. You're going to feel stupid about it. But what's going to happen is you start this improvisational stuff of talking, this impromptu speaking, which is a very huge part of it. Because when you walk into your audience, you're not going to know that they're going to be able to stick to what your script is. I just watched a guy the other day talking about that. He walked in to what he thought was going to be a formal event, turned out to be a party going on. So he had to sort of change his demeanor on the fly for what he was going to talk about. But if you're doing this just regularly, just talking and recording yourself, sit down and write a five-minute speech. A five-minute speech you can sit down and write in a matter of in that much time, you know. Get up and do it. Record it. Hear yourself, repeat that speech, hone that speech until you've got it down. Maybe it's a favorite story that you tell. Something at a party, somebody asks you a question, you know that story you tell all the time, that one story you always go to. Hone that sucker down. So when you tell that story, people just like, wow, that was a great story. You know what I mean? So really work on that. Those are ways you can do it. You don't have to have the big formal training. You certainly want to get into that down the road, but just to start off with, to get it, Listen to yourself talk. 
they used it again to touch the point that you said i don't know about myself but it's very similar you know that how my communication comes into role play because before every interview i know this topic i have to converse with this top uh, person so generally i i what i do when i whenever i'm going on walks especially i used to you know speak start talking with myself even if someone is not there and and, and it turns out to be so much uh, uh stupid incidents that once they my super came and was like he got scared he said what oh, oh god i thought you gone mad what are you doing you're talking to yourself i'm like shut up <laughs> so that yeah, also take me to too much problems yes and i'm like oh shit my friends even <laughs> what are you doing why are you talking so loud to yourself you're here talk to us i'm like no no this is my time give me some space so you're really you said really right that when it comes to communication it's not just you know what are the dialogue seems like but it's also on to you that how much time you are practicing with yourself so it's all about what your self talk seems like so right sometimes you will appear stupid I'm, like I'm me to, but that's completely fine i'm just trying to picture i'm just trying to picture your friends about this far from picking the phone up and going she needs to be committed she seriously has a problem yeah <laughs> don't do that they will they, they will agree with you i swear so i don't want you to do that <laughs> <laughs> and also you know you have spent years you have spent decades into the entertainment and journalism and you again mentioned that storytelling is really important part or the become can become the essence of your communication and and in this modern era era where content you know becoming a content creator and in general communication becomes such an important part so how do you think that what are the best storytelling tips that you will give in terms of communication in terms of written one or the verbal one so what are these storytelling tips looks like the storytelling tips is what i call take me there hmm. there's a difference between being a storyteller and somebody who's telling a story hmm. and it may seem like that's a very fine line of what i'm saying there but let me explain Years ago I was working with a reporter. We went to a place where a tornado had just passed near this apartment complex. And everybody in that apartment complex obviously were very very frightened by it. We go we knock on the door of a person. This man opens the door. Now my reporter simply could have said, "A tornado came by here. Tell me what happened." and put a mic in his face and the guy would have said something like, "Well, it was pretty scary, you know, the tornado came by and it was really close and yeah, it did really it scared us a lot." that would have been okay but it would have just been okay that's not what my reporter did instead my reporter said hey i understand you guys had a tornado come by here really close mm -hmm. take me there what was that like he said take me there now this guy goes let me show you he opened the door i was the photographer i've got a big video camera on my shoulder he opens the door and says come here let me show you he walks us into his house cuz we were sitting over here at this table we were playing cards me and my family let me tell you we heard it it sounds like a train just like they say it does we got scared we ran in the bathroom i grabbed that mattress come over here i'll show you right there is the mattress we got in that tub right there we pulled that mattress down over the top of us and we thought we were going to die now instead of just telling me the story he showed me the story He took me on his journey and because I'm the photographer on this and I'm catching the video of it mm -hmm. when the viewers watch it now instead of just hearing about well it was kind of scary they were taken on his journey and they're going to feel that that's much more palpable 
than if he just said words. He went from being somebody telling a story to a storyteller. And that's the big key to anybody is take them on your journey. If you're starting to tell a story, don't just tell the story, relive the story. If you have to act it out because something goofy was happening, just like you were talking about with your friends, you were, you were, you were miming this stuff. You're going, and my friends are saying, oh my God, this girl's gone crazy. You were telling me a story and taking me back there so I can enjoy that more fully. You're painting this image in their head. Take them with you. Draw them in. Don't just tell them. Take them. Your one feedback matters to me. So do share your views or Apple podcast and also you can subscribe or follow over Spotify and Google or any other platform you're listening to. So you'll be the first one to get updated with a new episode. Again, this is the part where, you know, it's a real crucial part, which I guess very good few directors, very good few authors uh, understand because it's not just about my story. When it comes to the intersection of my story to our story, I guess mm-hmm. that's the biggest magic happens. I remember reading J.K. Rowling books. Uh, even still, I can read this Harry Potter. It's a big, big boom, uh, whole, whole worldwide. So the a sense, what I have realized in the, uh, J.K. Rowling, again, it's the, uh, lots of lessons and a, another thing. But it's when you're reading that, it's it's your emerge into that world. You know, you can relate to the characters. You, you just want to be in that world. So it's the intersection of my story of to our story, what I believe. Yeah. And the the thing about that is to get that. And it goes back to what I said about my mom. When I did my TED talk, I came out and I started off Mm -hmm. with just a cup in my hand. I held this cup up and I said, this was the last, you know, my mom took a drink. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Applauses for that TED talk. I personally love that (laughs) TED talk. Yes. When I dropped that cup, did you notice how the audience reacted? Yes. The pose. There was a collective collective gasp. Yes. (gasps) You know, because I had dropped this cup that meant so much. Why? Because two reasons. One, I'm talking about something that's a universal commonality. And as what I told him in the talk, my story became our story. It was no longer just me. You're feeling the empathy and the sympathy because you've been through something similar. Mm -hmm. And then when I dropped that glass because I had imbued it with a story, Mm-hmm. made such a difference. For folks out there, I'm going to tell you, I get nothing out of this for telling you this, but I'm going to tell you. There's a book out there called Significant Objects. A couple of guys took objects they bought at flea markets and stuff and put it on eBay. Mm-hmm. But they assigned writers to put stories on each of those objects. And then they sold them for a way higher price than anything they paid for it, simply because the story was connected. And they told everybody, the stories are made up. But because there was a story connected to the object, price went up. They backed up after they did the first round of it and said, no, 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 let's try that again. They did it a second time with exactly the same results. They took like a couple of hundred dollars in trinkets that they had bought and turned it into $8,000 that they gave to a charity by doing this experiment. Why? Because the story to the object made the difference to them. And that story, even though it was completely made up, connected to people and drew them in and made it their story Maybe it was something that connected through some fanciful means of something that actually happened in their world or their life, but they connected with it in such a way that they paid more for something that cost 50 cents. They might've paid $50 for simply because of the story and the connectivity. Beautiful. 
and when it comes to you know appreciating someone i i appreciate you a lot like for 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 the communication and uh, when it comes to you said getting to the damn point being so straightforward and adding the few pointers that will uh, make your communication more effective so if you have observed in whole years of till now that whom do you really appreciate with celebrity maybe a business person anyone whom you appreciate a lot for the communication steve jobs hands down steve jobs steve jobs was one hell of a communicator mm -hmm. go back and watch him on the stage Go back and watch how he does stuff. He's mesmerizing. You can't take your eyes off of him. He grabs you yeah. from the beginning and he doesn't let you go. And a couple of things about Steve Jobs that I really, really like about him is he talked about how, which I'm a, I'm a person who's not anti-PowerPoint or anti-slide deck, but I'm really, really close. If you've got a slide deck, it needs to be very minimal and don't stand there and read it because tech is a junkyard dog. It's going to bite you. Eventually, it's going to go down. You're going to be standing there going, I have nothing because everything I planned was up here. But I, I have a whole big thing on that I won't go into. But Steve Jobs also was like that. Steve Jobs said, people who know what they're talking about don't need PowerPoint. And if you look at what he did, you'll see that that's something he just didn't do. That's not something he was about. The other thing he said when it came to storytelling he said the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. The storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda mm -hmm. for an entire generation that is to come. Mm -hmm. He recognized all of this early on. And so when I look back at somebody and I go, this is somebody that I really admire for what they could do with that and mm -hmm. kind of played into my wheelhouse on it, definitely Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, you said it right. I, I have a heart is some presentation. I appreciate the man a lot. And there's another lady who I really appreciate, Oprah Winfrey, uh, because oh, again, yeah, she, yeah she, she's also from the media entertainment realm and uh, similar of, you know, the way she connects. So for me also, when it comes to communication, it's the essence of how, how well you engage people, how much connecting you are, how much you make them feel that, yes, th there's a sense of belonging there. So when it comes to very much on personal level as well, so I also appreciate this lady. Oprah's wonderful. Oprah really does a good job, though, at being the host. She's good at making the person she's talking to mm -hmm. the star. And yes. she is so genuine. And, and, and that's such an overused word in, in everything we do these days. Be authentic. Be genuine. But when it comes to this world of speaking and doing presentations and being a communicator, it's absolutely crucial. It goes back to something Stephen King said a long time ago. Mm -hmm. He said, eventually it all gets in. Mm -hmm. And as a speaker, to get up on that stage and just to be standing in front of people, and that doesn't mean in front of a 10,000 you know, people audience at a stadium. I'm talking about if you're standing up at work and giving a presentation, the same thing applies. If you put on a front, you put on an air, and you try to be something, they're going to see through you. They're going to see right through that. Being you. And being vulnerable is what draws people in. And Oprah is yes. open and Oprah is vulnerable. And yes. she's up there sharing with you and connecting with you with true and honest empathy and sympathy for the person she's talking to. And oftentimes even maybe a little starstruck in there too when she's sitting with somebody like Tom Cruise, but she's genuine. And that's a big, big, big part of this whole thing. You've got to be you and be genuine. I mean, yes. I'm looking at you and going, who I'm talking to right now, I feel like mm -hmm. if I were to sit down with you at dinner 
and us just talk about life in general, I'd get exactly the same person I'm talking to you right now. Right. It's not like you're putting on this, hi, I'm Priya and I'm doing a podcast. You know, you're, t- you're not talking in that sing-songy voice. You're just being you. And that's what I feel from you. I feel a lot of genuineness from you. We need a dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that whole getting down to dinner thing, we can't even get together on our times to get together just to talk on here. Yeah. The world apart that we are going to make dinner a little difficult, but we'll try. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Come to this part of, uh, you know, uh, map. I, I'll, I'll take you on dinner. That's, that's because I'm the host. I'm going to host the dinner. Indian cuisine for you. Typical Indian cuisine. I'll tell you what, if I ever make it out that way, I will definitely look you up because I think it'd be a lot of fun just to sit down and talk to you. Definitely. If you're in India, I'm there to host. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I now have my designated host for India. Thank you right, so much. I sure. Anytime. <laughs> so before I t- wrapping it up, there's the one thing. Actually, two things. There's a one fun question which came to my mind. If if there's a movie that you you will direct, you will produce, or anything which is on communication, what will be the title of the movie? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's really good because it's funny you're kind of playing in my wheelhouse because you know a little bit about me because the stuff I sent you, so you're throwing me a curve. But that's cool. I hadn't really thought about that. If I did something on communication, because look what happened. When you say get to the damn point, every time you say it, you chuckle. You laugh and you smile, and that is exactly the same result that I have gotten from everybody. Mm -hmm. So I would just have to honestly say that'd be the name of the movie is get to the damn point because Um, it gets people's attention. That'd be the name of the film. I should make it a little bit, you know, a little harder. I should exclude this title, get to the damn point. Oh, you're going to kill me on this one. You that's gonna, fine. Okay. Gonna, that no, I'll, give, I'll give you the alternate title. Just shut the hell up. That'd Just be the name of it. Just shut the hell up. <laughs> okay. Another way of saying get to the damn point. Pretty much. But you took my title away. So there you go. Right. And get to the damn point, get to the last question. <laughs> what is the one trend that you want to see more evolving in the new world? Or I should say one trend that you want to see more embracing in the new era? We are we are already embracing a lot of it, I think. And that's what you and I are doing right now. I mean, look at this. If I go back to when I was your age, I am an old guy, Priya. When I, if I were to go back at your age to think I could sit and talk to somebody half a world away, was just it was science fiction it was just absolute science fiction to think that and to look at what your generation and others and what the technology is doing already and what it's going to continue to do this sort of communication is being embraced and it's connecting a world and i really love that i would like to see this go more but i would also like to see it get better i would like for us to have different formats for it i would like for people to understand how to use this format because going back to what i talked about in the presentations you've been there you've seen it you've set into a meeting and somebody pops up their slideshow and you don't see their face again and to work with people as a professional speaker it's difficult to not have the audience to work with i mean i have your face right here in front of me i can look at you and i can see you and i can gauge reaction from you if everybody turns their screens off and i put up a powerpoint and i sit here and i sound like ben stein and i talk like this through my presentation who's paying attention They're going to the bathroom, they're watching television, they're taking their dog outside for a walk, whatever they're going to do. I don't know where they are, what they're doing. I'd like to see that improve. I would like to see us continue in this vein, but I would like to see it improve in a way that makes it where people can really engage more. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And that will build the genuine relations that will build the, you know, 
uh, if that will come out to be as effective communication and lots of things. So when it comes to the relationship part, you said, right, it takes effort. It takes your face. It takes you. It takes you, man. It's, it's not just the presentation. It takes you. What is the majority of communication? If you look it up, it's body language. Mm. It's body language. You've got to be able to see people's expressions. If you'll see, I'm sitting inside this little box right here. Okay, right, I'm looking right. at my how big of a box I've got. But you can work inside of that box and don't think on just the plane that I can move here and I can move here. Guess what? I can come here to talk to you and I can drop back away from you. Use this entire area right here and use your hands and get involved and make people feel something. Take yes. them there instead of popping up a slide and telling me what's happening on page 42 as we look, click, look at this next one. I'm going to ah. sleep <laughs> Exactly. That is, that is the cure for insomnia is a really good Zoom meeting done badly. <laughs> right, right. Can't agree to this more. So that's why that's why I said I, I, I want you to get out of the box and we need a dinner together. Right? All right. Next, <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you first flight out. Sure. <laughs> How's the COVID situation anyways? How's what? COVID situation. Is, is it fine at your place? The COVID thing? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a hotbed around here because of the whole thing that's happening with, you know, the new Delta variant. There's a lot of stuff going on there. We're seeing some of that around here, but we haven't shut down like we did before. It's just people are pushing through it. It's the world's still kind of a interesting and scary place at times. And the divide is what the really bad part is for me. I just hate seeing humanity divided like it is. I hate seeing us being against our friends and our neighbors on different sides of the fence and not being able to get along sometimes because of it. And it's really heartbreaking. But otherwise, knock on something, me and mine are healthy and I hope yours are. Yes, indeed. Thankfully, gratefully, yes. <laughs> so that's it, I guess. Thank you so much for the wonderful insights in the communication I wish. And I, I hope lots of lots of people, especially of my age, <laughs> all the Zen Zs and millennials are going to learn too much when it comes to the communication, because this is something, you know, the reason coming to that point, uh, lots of, this is a problem I have, you know, heard from lots of my group leave about any other person or any other survey but this is something i've seen lots of my friends talking about reading the books and something so this literally made me okay i really want to create an episode around that and suddenly i i just go to see get to the damn point and the clubhouse i was listening something I'm like okay we are going to do this but thank you yeah. so much and if anybody's interested just check out my website you can give that to them as well you know get to the damnpoint.com they can check out what's there because i've got a i've got a whole course on this that will teach them things that they can make them a better communicator but it's one of those things that people need to do because as i've told people basic public speaking did you did do you take any basic public speaking courses along the way um me uh -huh. it's the people i'm learning from Right, but I mean, in, in, your, in anywhere in your schooling, did you take any kind uh, yes. of? Any kind so of no, course? not not technically, not. Uh, I've just been. So I used to read a lot, and still I'm reading. I'm into reading a lot, and uh, sometimes I do watch the video, but it's generally, you know, as you mentioned, it comes into the practice, my self-talk habit. Well, I will tell you, you do a marvelous job, particularly with the English language, a lot more than I would ever do with yours. I can promise I'm an old guy, old dogs, new tricks wouldn't work well for me, but you do an absolutely fantastic job. And you mentioned that you were in the Harry, the Harry Potter stuff, right? Yes. 
Okay. Have you been over to the States at all? Um, yes. Did you go to Universal and go to the Harry Potter world? No. You ever get over here, you've got to go to Universal and go to Harry Potter. They have Diagon Alley. They have rides. They have the train. And as you're sitting in your train car, the Dementors come up to the glass. It is have absolutely... You been there? Have you been there? Is, yes. Oh, you're freaking me out, literally? You need to look this up. Look it up and check out some stuff on it. Find out about the, the, the section of Universal. I believe it's Universal that has Harry Potter. I've been there a couple of times taking my kids because when they were little, my youngest one wasn't into it at first. We went and then afterwards he got into it and he's like, crap. So we went back a second time, and by then they had added Diagon Alley in there. So and you can get the better had, beer in the whole nine yards. I had this interview with one of those, interestingly, because this I'm a big fan of this Harry Potter series. I One of very initial interviews that happened on Trending Diary. So it happened with the Adam Nada, who is the real magician behind the Harry Potter. So he has done all the crafts and magics uh, in Harry Potter movies. Adam Nada. So that also become a very, okay, Trending Diary is doing something good for me. So that was, again okay, a dream come, okay, true key. I got to interview that kind of people. So, That's awesome. But, but you made me That's more awesome. curious and restless. How was I not aware about that? Thank you so much. You're welcome. You need to check that out because I promise <laughs> you, your next trip to the States, they've got it in both, I believe, at Universal in California and a Universal in Florida. But I've been to the one in Florida, not the one in Universal in California. But also to tell you about the Harry Potter stuff, when the last books came out, the last two or three, Mm -hmm. I was actually in the store at midnight when they opened the crates to get them. Mm -hmm. The last book that came out, I picked it up at midnight. By four o'clock in the morning, I had it read. Ooh. I sat down and read it. And I knew, I knew when I read that last book exactly. I said, they're going to have to make two films. The book's too thick. And I'm like, I know exactly where they're going to split that film. Mm -hmm. And I was exactly right. And that was when, when, when they lost Dobby. Oh, that's it. You know, when I told my wife, I'm reading the book and I said, oh, wow. She goes, what happened? I said, you don't want to know. She goes, yeah, I want to know. Mm -hmm. I told her, I said, they killed Dobby. She got upset. It really upset her that they killed Dobby. Yes. I mean, to the point of tears, my Me wife too. got to the point of tears because they killed Dobby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, but that first book, what, the first 10 pages, she's killing characters like this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, lady, you're serious about this, aren't you? You know, she took out Mad-Eye out of the top. She took out uh, the owl out of the top. I mean, crap. You knew the book was going to get bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, well, we yeah. can chat Potter things for a while. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Thank you well, again. Priya, thank, you. thank you so much, Lewis. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful to have you and uh, lovely to host you virtually. Hope to host you someday in India. And uh, whenever I'm going to Universal, I'm going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. And I'll tell you, when you uh, get around to getting this thing up there, however, I don't know if this thing, when it goes out or whatever, just let me know. And do send me the link to that movie you were talking about. I still yes. certainly want to see them. I definitely will send it to you. Sure, sure. Definitely. Do not be a stranger. You've got my information now. Just drop me a line every now and then. Stay I'm connected to our Instagram and a lot to learn from you. Stay connected. Hope to work even in future if something good comes up. Uh, definitely we'll explore the opportunities together. We will do that. Lewis. Priya, thank you so much. And sorry for all the thank confusion you. this morning, but I'm glad we got together. No worries. <laughs> thank you so much. See you later. Bye.
Bye-bye. Thank you, beautiful people. I hope you get some value today. And if you have some idea, concept or story to share that can lead us to a better lifestyle and a better world, do DM me or Instagram page of Trending Diary. I'm here to listen. And also now you can check out our new YouTube channel where you can enjoy the best snippets of the Trending Diary episode. That in the visual form. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and God bless us all.